So the big question is this. How does a powerful, high-achieving woman who's successful in every part of her life, except with men, dating, and relationships, meet, attract, and create that healthy relationship that lasts with the right man? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Barry Price, and welcome to Her Dating and Relationship Secrets. Today's dating and relationship success secret is the power of pink flags. You've probably all heard of red flags. Well, my client Beth got on the phone with me and was telling me how she went on a first date with a guy and that she had seen some red flags that she hadn't noticed in the dating profile. We then went on to talk a little bit about what other kind of red flags she'd seen in her past, like the red flags that she'd seen in her ex-husband even before they'd gotten married. Part of why Beth had come to me is she really wanted to learn how to notice red flags better and actually make a different decision. Red flags are those signs that our intuition notices that are warning us already that there's a potential problem, a potential misfit between you and a partner, or sometimes red flags about the direction your relationship is heading or where your marriage has ended up. As I talked more and more to Beth, I began to realize though that red flags weren't really the problem. You know, there's a new term called pink flags that I am coining, and it, I've been using it with all of my clients to, to help us understand that it's kind of like once there's a big forest fire, it's hard to put out. But all of those fires begin with a tiny spark, something much milder, much smaller. It's not a red flag yet. It's not even some big warning bell or warning sign. The reason we can kind of insensibly overlook stuff and end up on a date with someone who's then showing glaring red flags or in a nasty relationship or a divorce that is scarring, right, is, is upsetting or traumatizing as we've overlooked the milder signs, the pink flags for so long, they turn into glaring red flags, sirens, alarms, you know, a, a five alarm fire. So what is a pink flag? And how can you actually start connecting to being able to see it? Well, remember the framework of this success path in dating and relationships that we work through. If you haven't gone through the, the first bunch of secrets yet, then go back, check out secret number seven about filling your cup. Because when our own needs aren't met, we are susceptible to talking ourselves out of paying attention to pink flags. Like Beth before she got married, when she said, I already knew that his drinking was a problem before the wedding, but I just told myself it would be okay and he'll change once we get married and settle down and have kids. She talked herself out of what her intuition knew, the, the little nagging feelings, the, the tap on the shoulder, because she had unmet needs, because she just wanted that stability. She was craving that married life. It's what she had wanted. It, 
It was something she was worried wouldn't happen. She had all these unmet needs that she felt marriage would help meet for her. So she talked herself out of listening to the pink flag. So secret number seven, we'll talk about needing to fill your cup or you won't be able to, to really heed, listen, and pay attention to the power of your intuition, this feminine intuition, which isn't relegated to only being for women, feminine meaning that side of each of us, man or woman, but that side that's more in touch with feeling and intuiting things. That's where the, the pink flags come from, picking up on something, an inner knowing, which brings us to secret number nine, where we talked about the part of the framework where we start to set an inner goal. You know, for Beth, part of her inner goal had been, I want to be able to hear my intuition better with men and spot the, the good ones from the losers. The inner work really, because that sounds like an outer goal, right? The outer measurement was, am I ending up with guys that are wrong for me? Am I ignoring red flags? But the inner part was, I have to be able to hear my intuition. I have to be able to hear it sooner. I have to be able to spot the pink flag when the intuition's whispering, not screaming. And I have to honor it. So that part of the framework's totally critical. If you can't hear your inner voice, and again, if you're afraid of something or desperate for something or, or in pain or, or overly protective, because you're tired of being hurt, so you put on a, a tough, strong exterior, even though you're denying yourself what you need, then you are distorted in how you're showing up. If you starve yourself for too long, you're gonna, gonna binge. You're not gonna be careful about noticing the ingredients or the health of the food you eat. Similarly, you'll ignore pink flags and red flags if you deny yourself your needs in healthy ways. So that inner goal and outer measurement is super important. And so is secret number 11, where we talked about your three inner environments. And those inner environments include self. That's where intuition's coming from. And some spiritual sense of a connection to something bigger, greater. A guidance system. You know, as a writer, I could say that's the muse for me. When I write something, because I still write poetry and working on a novel and, and some how-to stuff to, to help all y'all that listen. Thank you for listening, by the way. But the muse is, you know, I feel like a lot of that writing, that inspiration, think of that word, inspiration, it like comes from spirit or something outside of me. Whether you're religious or not, we can have that sense that it's not all just intellect and ego. So that spiritual environment and then also the self-environment where you're intuition and emotions kind of are like, ooh, that didn't feel good. When he did that or said that, the tone of it didn't feel right. It didn't feel loving or it took me back to something or a warning sign. Sometimes it's your body that'll tell you. It's the inner environment of the self that expresses through the hair standing up on your arms, right? Or uh, discomfort in your gut. Which is why we deal in secret number 14, we talk about inner resistance that can come up with things. But just being able to notice when we are feeling like an energetic repulsion from something or pulled to something. Pink flags are all about clearing a lot of these past wounds and patterns. So in Beth's case, what was going on? Why was she missing the pink flags? 
and ending up at the point where it had to be a glaring red flag, meaning a bad experience on a date or already dating a guy a few times before really seeing and experiencing that, oh, he's pushy and kind of doesn't care enough about being considerate of me. It's like, well, how do we get that far without noticing? Where were the pink flags, the little hints? Because there are always early signs. And the reasons Beth is missing them goes back to some of those framework things. Early in her childhood, she'd had a role model of a mother who put her needs aside, would say what wasn't true just to make peace in the house because dad's needs came first and dad would get angry. It's okay, even when it wasn't okay. People pleasing, learning to dishonor what your intuition was saying felt right or wrong. Learning to tell yourself and convince yourself that something was or wasn't true. When you needed something, convincing yourself you didn't really need it. Shoulding and shouldnting ourselves. I shouldn't feel this way or I should give him a chance. Feeling sorry, right? Feeling sorry for others and playing the martyr for them. I'm not going to end this date or, oh, what kind of person would I be? It's not nice. I'm not a good girl. I'm not a nice lady. If I reject this guy before we've even met. All of the cognitive distortions and emotional beliefs and patterns she had been taught through experiences, not just told, but witnessing it and being praised and rewarded and loved when she did those things and being chided and punished or not getting you know, rewarded when she wasn't that. So she'd learned to shout down, avoid or ignore pink flags if they didn't fit the scheme of being a good girl for others or people pleasing someone else. And then on top of that were her unmet needs. Again, going back to, to secret number seven and some of the other earlier secrets where I walk you through the framework of this, it all starts with being able to know what you need feel deserving of it, not just in the areas you're already successful at. You probably already feel deserving of needs like negotiating salary at a higher rate or whatever area you're successful in. But feeling deserving in this emotional area, I deserve to have my needs met. And then the non-attachment part of it, not being a dependency. I don't depend on him to meet them. I'd be happy if my husband were just less this way. Or Beth, needing to feel chosen and wanted. I don't feel like I matter and I'm not worthy of love, except when there's some outward validation of it. So she would crave. Are you as particular about eating healthy things when you're craving food, when you're starved, when your needs for food aren't met? You'll eat not necessarily anything, but close to it. You'll go for junk food or fast food love, as Joanna Cole calls it, right? It's junk food love. So here we are with Beth, helping her do deeper healing work on the messages she got about who she needed to act like to please others. We're doing work on her being able to hear that intuitive voice, but also to begin self-care activities in all of her environments, inner and outer, so that when she walked into a room or read a message on an online dating site, or for other clients who would have their husband talk to them in a certain tone. When that pink flag was raised, they were like, ooh, there's something that doesn't feel like it fits the woman I say I am, this great vision of who I am. I am a woman who. 
is loved and respects herself and receives respectful treatment from people. Hmm, the way my husband just used that tone didn't feel that way. Oh, the way this guy messaged me online felt kind of like he was half-assing it. He didn't really treat me like I mattered very much. It's like a cut and paste. Like I'm doing all the effort in keeping the conversation going. But she had to first start doing things to prove to herself her voice mattered, not just be passive when one of her kids one of her grown kids would be dismissive with her. Actually say, no, that's not okay. Here's what I need, and I'm going, I'm going to take care of it. It's okay. I don't expect you to. But if you'd like to help, then that would be great. I deserve the help, but I'm not dependent. I'm not powerless. Taking power back, being successful means taking accountability and ownership of your needs. And the minute you begin to do that, suddenly you're not attached to what your husband does or doesn't do for you, or if he acts a certain way, it doesn't mean that who does he think I am that he can talk to me. You see it's, that it's his stuff. Or in Beth's case, she began to be able to allow herself to see the truth. When a pink flag would come up in a man's profile, it was, you know what? Mm, that sounds a little bit like he's gonna be very needy and demanding. Like he expects me to show up when he wants, and it's all about him. There's a bit of a narcissist in his profile. Yeah, no thanks. Instead of talking herself out of it or giving him more of a chance or feeling so lonely and afraid she wasn't worthy of, of love that she needed to just settle and maybe make the best of maybe this guy's not so bad. That stuff stopped. She began honoring her pink flags. So they didn't become red flags. She didn't have bad dating experiences. She actually attracted a guy who was amazing, considerate, went out of his way for her, but also had self-respect. He wasn't people-pleasing to her either. It was healthy on both sides. So pink flags, they're so powerful. Connecting to that feminine side of her energy, that intuition that already knows the answer before your intellect needs the proof, before you talk yourself into or out of things, before you let things turn in to those dreaded red flags. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and also share this with anyone that you think it could help. Because I'm on a mission to help one million successful women have healthy, lasting relationships.